What is up, people? You are listening into New Generation Hero Talk. I am your host, EJ Stewart, and it is the episode that you have all been waiting for, that I know we have been waiting for. We finally have our DC Studios slate. We've been asking for this for a long time. We've been asking for this since before James Gunn got hired. But now we know where DC is headed with their projects. We have some kind of direction. We have some kind of picture. So now we can really give you guys our commentary, our thoughts on what DC is planning with their new DC DC Studios direction headed by James Gunn and Peter Safran. I cannot wait to talk about this with my guys. So joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, the day's here. Yep, the day's here. We got the slate. Um, you know, I have to say, I don't feel any differently in terms of just, do we need a slate? Uh, you know, before before this slate came out, I said, I, I don't feel, I don't I don't need to know any kind of 10-year, what's going on in the next 10 years. I still don't feel like I need to know what's going on. And they didn't even really give out everything for the next 10 years, which I'm sure that'll be a topic of discussion mm-hmm. at some point. But, um but I don't feel like I, I still don't feel like I need to know exactly what's I I just just the next he could have announced like a third of what he just what he announced. Mm. And I would have been totally just like, that's enough. I don't need I don't need nothing else. Just just focus on that. Just give me that. And then, you know, next Comic-Con, not this year, next year or whatever. If you want to announce something else, other things, then maybe we'll take it from there. Interesting. So Shamari, perhaps suggesting that maybe too much was revealed at uh at, at in that uh it wasn't it wasn't any event. It was just a James Gunn tweet and a bunch of press releases. They did some interviews, um, but the the reveal from DC Studios there, uh, a lot of projects. It was ten of them that were that were announced. Shamari saying maybe a third of them would have been fine with him. Kendall Stewart on the podcast as well. Kendall. How are you feeling now that we know where the direction is headed with DC? What's up, guys? Um, yeah, no, I'm. I mean, I mentioned it last week. I was like, the next time we do a show, it'll either be a DC slate breakdown show or it'll be a blast James Gunn uh, <laughs> for not for lying to us show. And yeah. I was right. You know, we end up with the with the James. Well, Gunn, very con- we're, we're very convenient uh, to put yourself in that position. Late. Very convenient, Kendall, to put yourself in that position because you you weren't going to be wrong one way or the other. It seemed like yeah, so. you'll always be right. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I knew one hundred percent I was going to be right. <laughs> uh, and we got the outcome that I think we all would have preferred. Uh, you know, as I'm sure I've come across as a James Gunn uh, hater over the last two three weeks. Just you know, constantly, you know, being upset about what he's done i don't know if i'll be a james gunn hater on this show today i think the slate was interesting we have it gave us something to talk about mm-hmm. um there's some things I, i'm okay with so i, I won't say, even say okay with there are some things that I, I i like about this slate some ideas i'm excited about some i'm a little more like yeah uh and just and as it is with marvel there are certain things that are just not going to be for me doesn't mean that they shouldn't be made you know uh, I'm never gonna say don't make something. There's certain things that I would I right. would say I would rather have this instead of that. So mm-hmm. you know that's the caveat as well. But um, 
you know, with that being said, I'm excited to break this all down because, like I said, we we've been waiting for this for, you know, a little over a month now. Yeah, man, we, we have. And, and let's get right to it. So after months of anticipation, we finally have some details on DC's plans for its movie franchises since hiring James Gunn and Peter Saffron as co-CEOs of DC. I'm going to try to break this down for you guys as simple as I can, though I know there are a lot of moving parts, so follow me here. Gunn, who is spearheading the creative vision, posted a video to social media highlighting how things will shake out in the coming years. So in the video, he noted that DC movies produced before his arrival, Shazam! Fury of the Gods, which comes out this month, The Flash, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman The Lost Kingdom will all hit theaters this year. Gunn says the Flash movie will reset the DC universe. He, he says he loves the movie. He says it's fantastic. And he says that that movie will actually reset the continuity of DC's movie universe. He says then DC will begin its first chapter of storytelling with a slew of new movies and TV shows in the following years. That chapter, which can kind of be uh, compared to Marvel's slates in terms of how they view it over at DC. So you think Marvel, hey, they have the, no, it's not, it's not slate, I meant phases. So you have Marvel phase one, phase two, phase three. Uh, DC is using chapters. So this is going to be chapter one. They're actually named. So this chapter is going to be named Gods and Monsters. It'll include these new films, a new Superman movie titled Superman Legacy, a new Batman movie titled Brave and the Bold, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, The Authority, and Swamp Thing. It will also include several TV shows that were listed as such. A Green Lantern show titled Lanterns, Waller, Booster Gold, Paradise Lost, and Creature Commandos, which is an animated show. And now when you're thinking about the projects moving forward that are outside of the lens of the Chapter 1 storyline, such as The Batman Part 2, Joker Foley Ado, forgive me if I pronounced that wrong, I'm not, I do not speak French, <laughs> uh, the Tanakisi Coates Batman, Teen Titans Go on Cartoon Network, Superman and Lois on the CW, those projects are now considered DC Elseworlds. So those projects will be allowed to have the creative license to go in different directions outside of the main continuity of the DC Universe. So a clear line has been drawn as to What's part of this James Gunn world that's being created, starting with Chapter 1 in DC movies, and anything else that has either been talked about, anything that's actually been done already, or movies that are about to come out, like the Batman and, and, and Joker, uh, the, the sequels. Um, so, Shamari, I think I, I laid that out as clear as I could. Let's let's talk about, we'll get into these projects kind of in the, the weeds of it as we continue this show. I want to begin this this subject though talking about just the structure just the layout just their foresight of how they're seeing moving forward with um having these dceu movies come out this year the universe being reset having this chapter one then having these elsewhere projects do you like how this structure is set up right now so this so if we're talking about the structure specifically yeah um I mean, I think the structure is, I mean, I think the structure is fine. Um, I think the structure is fine. I feel like, so of course, there's, there's plenty, there's a lot of thoughts. I'm not going to, you know, do the whole word vomit thing and just go through everything right now. But I think just in terms of the structure specifically, I think 
considering there is a Elseworlds realm, I feel like some of the things that were canceled probably didn't need to be canceled, particularly mm. Teen Titans and, and Doom Patrol. Mm. Well, and what, now to be to defend be. James Gunn, I know I've been labeled to defend the James Gunn defender on this show, though I am definitely not a James Gunn stand at all. <laughs> but he said, according to him, that those shows were canceled before he had any say in whether or not he could cancel or uncancel anything. That was according to him. He tweeted that prior to this announcement um, on uh, Tuesday. So he said that he so he's basically saying he didn't cancel those shows. Yes, more or less, more or less that the decision was done prior to him coming in. Now, I guess an argument can be made: could he have saved a show that he wanted to keep? That, that's another question he would have to answer. I don't know, but he's saying that he didn't come in and say, "All right, you shows, you're out of here." In terms of those two shows, talking about Doom Patrol and Teen and uh, and, uh, Teen Titans, like those are Titans rather. Those shows were not part of anything James Gunn deciding. Oh, we're not moving forward with this or that. According to him. Okay. All right. So that's a Zaslov. Uh, that was right. going to be a Zaslov. That's, that's what that sounds like. Yeah. Um, that seems because it feels like those shows are more linked to like HBO Max, uh, baggage than really like yeah, DC yeah. baggage almost. More so chopping at at a Berlanti's knees than anybody else it seems. Yeah, and we'll talk about him a little bit later when we talk about Green Lantern. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Um, but uh. But this, I mean, the structure in general is fine. I, I honestly don't have any problem with the structure when it comes to the Flash resetting everything. Makes sense. That I think is, is sensible. Um, you guys, we talked about me. We talked about Aquaman last week. We all know I'm a fan of that. Um, there's clearly seems gonna, there clearly seems to be a reset, I guess, going on with Wonder Woman. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gal Gadot was a great Wonder Woman. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, not that no one else can play the character, of course, but I'm just saying we'll see how that goes. Um, and, of course, I thought Patty Jenkins did a great job in, in, in Wonder Woman. I don't know if she'll be involved at all in this new Wonder Woman project that was not revealed. I would hope that Gunn would would, would um, look to her, even though 84 wasn't, wasn't uh, what I would have liked it to be. I still think uh, I still think she should be helming that project, but we'll see. But um, yeah, look, I mean, I mean, it's a lot of stuff that that you know, a lot of mixed feelings about a lot of these projects. Um, some I'm very excited for, some not so much. But we'll see what happens. Interesting. Uh, interesting. We you focus a little bit on the Wonder Woman part of this uh the the paradise lost show being a show uh about damascara you know pa- paradise island as, as is referred to by james gunn will be interesting to talk about that kendall i want to talk to you about just how, what do you see in this structure does it make sense to you do you like where they're going I mean, again we'll get to the creative of these titles that they decided to go with but just in terms of how they're separating anything how they want to move forward do you like the direction um, you know, like I, like I sort of alluded to in the open, you know, I, obviously there's certain parts about this that I like better than others. Um, and we'll get to the specifics of that in a little bit, but in terms of, uh, the overall direction, I mean, look, I've said for weeks, you know, I've, I haven't been 
super excited about the change that we're going to see. Um, I kind of knew some of the stuff. We already knew they were making a Superman. They're, he alluded to the fact that they were doing a Batman, and you kind of got the sense that they might be doing their own Wonder Woman. Um, so, like, you knew certain things that were at play. Um, but uh, in terms of what we got, uh, you know, I, I mean, overall, I it, clearly I think there is a – I don't know if this was a gun – initiative or a gun um you know aspect of this launch or this was a uh or is it is it peter saffron or was this um uh zaslov but they're obviously mirroring marvel you know in the way they're structuring this thing and um it's a little different than the than the marvel studios you know Iron Man and then doing Thor and then blah 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 and then doing the Justice League. This is a little bit, a little bigger, a lot bigger than that. They're almost pouring gasoline onto that strategy uh, because they have to, you know, like you know, Mar- the where with where Marvel is at, they can't really go at a snail's pace. They're going slower than like maybe they were. They're they're taking a step back from where they were at in terms of having this big DCU shared universe, but like you know, having all these shows, having all these having these, you know, movies, uh, uh, you know, disregarding the Elseworld stuff, um, is, is definitely, it's, it's bold, but, um, it's what you have to do if you're trying to build your own version of Marvel Studios, uh, it's kind of stuff that you've got to do, so, um, the direction, I mean, I get it if you're James Gunn and you're being given the keys to, to, to this car, I, We've said it before. We can't really be mad for him. We can't really be mad at him for being given something and then, you know, being told you have full power to do something, to do whatever you want. Right. Then, you know, if he feels like this is what's best, uh, you know, um, I mean, what are you going to do? It's it's like a GM getting a new job and saying what's best for the team is we trade all of the guys on our that are on our roster. It's going to be a little back up. Yeah, yeah, rebuild. You know, it's it's going to be hard. It's going to be it's going to be painful. It's going to be brutal. But uh, it's what's it's it's what's needed. Uh, here's what I'll say, man. And I think well said, Kendall. Number one, I think I really like this structure. I really do. Like like I, if I'm going to sit here and try to say and we'll get to the creatives very soon. But like in terms of just how they want to move forward, I think this was probably the best way to do it like there was too much there was definitely too much uh you know buy-in with what matt reese has been creating with the batman to just throw in the garbage clearly um allowing him to do the batman and say it's elseworlds great joker elseworlds great uh you know tiny easy codes superman lois all that stuff tiny equals black uh, superman of course not tiny easy codes it's just a man um the superman uh, uh movie that he's writing all that stuff put that in a different box and make that very clear for everybody moving forward uh then creating your own universe establishing it with batman and superman makes sense though i do have a qualm about it that will I, I will bring up um and then making clear that a certain era ends with dc like making it clear that once we get past the flash the universe is officially reset i think 
Blue Beetle and Aquaman probably, you know, live in that same universe, but that anything, once those movies come out, now we're talking about something entirely different moving forward with the next chapter of DC movies. Uh, Shamari did note about, like, and we, this is kind of made, I'm teasing off air, uh, but about, like, you know, the first movie being Superman uh, Legacy 2025, that's a little, that's a little ways from now. So you are talking about, you know, two years, uh, fully two and a half years, fully removed from seeing anything that James Gunn is actually going to try to do. But I, I mean, to be honest, like, that's probably the earliest we could have got anything because it's, it's, it, you are creating a new movie universe from scratch. The only thing I will say in terms of a knock on this outside of the creative, which again, I promise we will get to, I know a lot of people want to know what do we think about these specific projects. I don't know if it makes the most sense to start your DC universe with Superman and Batman movies. And then the only elsewhere projects you really have are essentially Superman and Batman projects. Like, I think while I like the clear separation of it, and I think they'll try their best to make it very clear that they're separated and they're not going to have a choice. I do wonder if there was a way to maybe do this that that didn't kind of basically put these movies against each other. Like, Superman Legacy is going to be out probably a year before, two years before, whenever Ta-Nehisi Coates' movie comes out. It's going to be out while Superman and Lois is on TV. Um, You know, the Batman movie is probably going to come out, I guess, before Batman Brave and the Bull. But if the Batman's coming out in 2025 as well, then when's Brave and the Bull come out? 2027? 2026? Like, it almost seems to me that it would have made more sense to actually, like, start, as crazy as it sounds, maybe actually start smaller. Um, If you're going to actually really have these other projects live and then also have Superman and Batman in your own universe. Where you start is kind of tricky because, you know, we don't know what you really can do with The Flash anymore because of Ezra Miller. And I think they're trying to figure that out still. Um, you know, Wonder Woman, that's an old universe. Like, it, you're, you're kind of, you're limited with your characters. Like, you had to kind of benefit to say, hey, we don't want Henry Cavill anymore, or we never did. That's kind of what Gunn Gun essentially says that he described as Cavill wasn't fired. He wasn't hired for a new job, essentially, is how he's describing it. And Affleck wasn't coming back. So, like, it's kind of, it, it worked out that just those were the places where you clearly could just do whatever the hell you wanted because you were starting literally from zero. Whereas with Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, there's there's some minutia, there's some stuff there where you kind of have to, uh, you know, work through. I kind of wonder if there was maybe, as crazy as it sounds, maybe a B-list kind of character that you could have actually started with to kind of help grow out the rest of the universe. Like, could you have done, like, a Green Arrow and Black Canary movie? Um, could you do something like that just so that you're not going right up against your own stuff, essentially? It's, it's like, it kind of reminds me of uh, the great brand, brand split in WWE in the aughts where it was Raw versus SmackDown, where, you know, Vince McMahon said, oh, well, there's no WCW, there's no competition, and we got to comp- compete with ourselves, and he split the shows in half, split the creation in half. It almost feels like that. It almost feels like now DC is essentially kind of in a situation where they're going to be competing against themselves, at least for the first few years, because Superman and Batman projects begin this phase as far as movies are concerned, and then, of course, you have the big movies in Elseworld so far are essentially all Superman and Batman projects. So that, that would be my only criticism of it, but otherwise, I think that the structuring is good, and I'm really excited to talk about the creative with this stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, I I agree with what you're saying, EJ, there as well. Um, I mean, I do think that that separating it as separating the projects as he is is. I mean, I think it. I think it's sensible. I don't hate how he's doing it. I feel like Gunn at this point in time, um, and this this is honestly when I'm watching this, I'm like, this is the first thing that came to my mind. I feel like he's trying to almost be. I feel like he's trying to be like a mix between Dave Filoni and Kevin Feige, <laughs> and Kendall. You'll, you'll of course know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, yes, I feel like he's trying to have a lot of. He's trying to be as creatively involved as Dave Filoni is, as he clearly is. He has his hand in it. You could see it every single project that's being made right now for Star Wars. He has his hand in everything. It's very clear. Um, and it's not bad. It's good. It's been good for all the, all the projects that have come out. And, But he's not like, he's not Feige in that he's overseeing everything. You know, in that yes. he's... That's Kathleen Kennedy's stuff. Yeah, that's Kathleen right. Kennedy. Where he's not the he's not like the president, right. you know. Where Feige he's just a creative. Is, yeah, he's just the creative. Feige is the president, right? And yeah. he is, you know, at least it seems based on how Feige is described, not quite as creatively involved. Um, I think he's even said like, oh, you know, working with this one and this one's so great and blah blah blah. He doesn't especially now, involved, but he's not like. He's not like writing things. Like Gunn is talking about yeah, how he like I, this. like I think with I think with with Feige, like I think he knows where a certain phase yes. has to go and where character right. needs to be introduced. But I don't know if he's like, you know, I don't know if he's micromanaging no. as much. Maybe he yeah. doesn't think he is. He's not like writing episodes. Gunn's right. Yeah, he's not writing. Days. He's not writing scripts for anything. He's not writing right. script, directing episodes. Like Filoni's directing episodes of The Mandalorian, yeah. writing exactly. and directing all the episodes of The Bad Batch and all this stuff. Like like Feige's not doing any of that. Yeah. Gunn seems to be like almost like blending the two, and he's like overseeing everything. And you know, and Saffron is it seems to be I, I guess taking over a lot of the administrative stuff, and he's ahead of all the creative stuff. And in and, and it's 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 a big thing that it's a big task. It's a big big task. And and I don't know, I don't know. I mean, look. He, he, I, I, we have to see how it goes. I, I don't want to say he can't do it because I don't know. I've liked a lot of the projects that he's made. I like Peacemaker. I like Suicide Squad. I like, you know, the Guardians. Um, but it's a big task, and I don't, I, I don't agree with a lot of the choices he made to start. Which I don't know if he made these choices, and, and I know EJ. I know you disagree. Yeah. But I don't agree with a lot of choices he made to start. I don't think firing Cavill immediately. Um, I don't agree with firing Cavill immediately. I don't quite agree with, with. Um, you know, firing The Rock even immediately, um, and and then and this starting slate, I would have started with. I wouldn't have added like, for example, and we'll get into the creative things, but I wouldn't have added um, Creature Commandos. Uh, I certainly wouldn't have had that be like one of the first things that we do. Mm-hmm. Um. And booster gold, and I would have started with I start with the, just give me my basic, your main people, my, man. My main basic. So should we get yeah. to that conversation? Now? Yeah, let's get let's get to it. Let's get to it. So yeah, let's yeah. Let's so like I think when it comes to the, the 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 projects that were chosen, and again I'll list them off one more time: Superman Legacy, 
Brave and the Bold, which is a Batman and Robin movie. Supergirl, One Woman of Tomorrow, The Authority, and Swamp Thing are the movies. The shows include Lanterns, which is a Green Lantern show that will feature Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. Waller, which is a TV show focused on Amanda Waller that will be played by Viola Davis. Booster Gold, Paradise Lost, and Creature Commandos, which is an animated, uh, animated series, seven episodes. I go back and forth on whether or not this got too weird in terms of the choices he made. My initial instinct, and sometimes your initial instinct is normally right, so that makes me interesting. Uh, interesting, I'm going to say this. My initial instinct was I thought this got maybe a little too weird. Um, yep. When we got to the authority, when we got to creature commandos, it, it, to me, it, it, when you had those, and then by the end, we get to Swamp Thing is not like crazy, crazy, but like it's almost then it's like, oh man, okay, another kind of like oddball one. I was like, okay, that's kind of a lot. Paradise Lost being kind of a prequel to One Woman, that we think. Um, but at the same time, I have <laughs> a Superman, a Batman, and a Supergirl movie. I don't think Booster Gold's as... Yes, he's obs- kind of obscure, but I think he's so fun. And I think there's a generation of millennials, quite frankly, that know him so well because of the Justice League cartoon that... I don't really consider him like so like out there, so I'm gonna remove him from that conversation in terms of being weird. And Amanda Waller, I think, is a very important DC character, and Viola Davis is the biggest star as they get. So when I kind of thought back on it, I said, "Well, there is a lot of <laughs> big hitters here. There are now. There's also a lot of weird stuff in here, um, and you know, the Authority, uh, you know, which I think is is gonna be DC's answer to the boys. Like, is, is that's exactly what they're trying to do with that." I don't know, I, I and the authority seems awesome from everything I've read. I've not really followed or read stories on the authority. I've only learned more about them just this day, you know, really the last few days. But they seem awesome, and I, I'm curious to see what DC does. I'm curious if this gets like a rated R rating. Like uh, we rather haven't gotten to that conversation yet about what DC does with some of these movies in terms of the ratings. But you know, the authority, Creature Commandos, even a Paradise Lost. Like I don't know. Like I, I do feel like. I probably would have maybe wanted maybe only one of those things as opposed to three or four of those things. You know, I'd say about a good half of these, I would say, yep, that's right down the line what you should be doing. Batman, Supergirl, Superman, Green Lantern. Okay, like who could who could argue against those? Um, okay, Amanda Waller, Waller SP9, DC show. I mean, that sounds great. Like like just like we're getting with Secret Invasion with, uh, with Nick Fury. So fine, who can argue with that? But like maybe got a little a little weird. I think that could be said, but I'm willing to give it a shot, man. I really am, because I, I do feel like they did give us enough of the stuff that we need for me to feel content. I also, I think what, what is holding me over, and maybe this is me being a little biased, is the fact that one of the things they said, I know we're kind of jumping, I know we have a rundown, but we're jumping around here, but that's fine. This is what this conversation is going to be. The fact that the Batman movie is going to really involve uh, the Bat family really puts me at ease in terms of like not getting more projects. And to be fair to Gunn, he said this is only part of the chapter. It's not the whole chapter. So we don't know if there's things that are coming out that will come out before some of this stuff or after. We don't really know. All we know is that Superman comes out in 2025. But the fact that we will get a Bat family is crucial because there's so many stories that then offshoot off of that. 
you know, they unfortunately canceled Batgirl, the first movie, but maybe you end up still doing Batgirl. Maybe you do Batwoman. Maybe you do my guy, Nightwing, who needs a film. Bat- Nightwing is maybe the most overdue for a live-action project centered around him than maybe any other hero in both DC and Marvel. Um, Jason Todd, uh, Tim Drake. A lot of, you know, Tim Drake fans were disappointed that they went with Damian Wayne as opposed to Tim Drake, who sometimes gets overlooked. Like, that, like, to me, like, okay, I, that, that gave me, that put me at ease a little bit because I felt, okay, there's going to be a lot of Bat Family stuff coming. Uh, the fact that he's going to say that in his first commentary about a film that's about Damian Wayne, that this is our introduction of the Bat Family. So, you know, Supergirl, Superman, that also gives you potential for offshoots and things of that nature. So, I, I'm not as, I'm okay with the slate for the most part. I'm willing to give it a shot with some of the other things that I'm not as familiar with, like the Authority and Creature Commandos. Um, I cannot lie. When I saw Creature Commandos, I did think, is this him giving his boy a job? Again, we've talked about this before, and you guys have been all over it. Uh, you know, Weasel is a member of the Creature Commandos, and Weasel is his brother in the Suicide Squad, and Weasel survived in the Suicide Squad. Spoiler alert, we didn't watch that. So it's like, all right, is this another, you know, another him giving out another? This is what the people argue about. This is what the people complain about. Look, like, man. Like, you know, like, it has to be said. So, is this happening? I don't know. EJ, you do a Nick podcast. Yeah. You know, it's like if, you know, a GM gets hired that's an agent, and he just, all of a sudden, he just starts giving max contracts to guys who were his clients when he was an agent. You know, it's what the Knicks did. It's what teams do, you know, when the agents get hired to run a team. You know, it, and in this case, it's like, you know, we're making an Amanda Waller show, which on the surface sounds like a great idea right but then when you tell me yeah i mean his wife is probably going to be in it yeah you wonder like is that does that make, did it make it more of a priority mm. <laughs> now you know it's, it's questions that have to be asked yeah i was also wondering about peacemaker that he didn't mention that i mean i'm assuming that's that was odd yeah, yeah i'm assuming that's going to be a part of this i guess maybe it's just not not he just didn't mention it because he said he didn't mention everything but um right but I, but I would, I'd be shocked if he was canceling Peacemaker. I don't, I don't see how that makes any sense. Um, I mean, I would assume there may be some. There may be some. Yeah, I mean, I would assume there may be some trouble with figuring out. Well, first of all, uh, Peacemaker apparently this Wall Show supposedly is supposed to set place take place between Peacemaker seasons one and two. So, so they oh, did say that. So that at least okay, is some so, so that kind of that Peacemaker it. is happening. Yeah. I had questions about whether or not, you know, Peacemaker was going to then be a part of, you know, this thing. Or is, is that Elseworlds? Because that also took place before um, a lot of this, you know, The Flash especially. But, but yeah, apparently yeah. Waller will take place between Peacemaker's season one and two. Interesting. All right. Um, but, yeah, I just... <sighs> In terms of like the Nightwing, and I know EJ, you mentioned that as well. I agree. Um, you know, I feel like Nightwings. I feel like even the little we've gotten in, in even the Nuggets we get in things like Titans and even got yeah. the Knights playing, like it's good. You know, it's good oh, stuff. Yeah, he's a crazy, like, great character. He's a good character. You know, I'm just like, yeah, I'd like, you know, I'd like to see more of this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I am. Another thing that I feel like is may actually end up hurting Gun is I 
And I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know if I'll be in the minority in this. I feel like the Elseworld stuff has a has a good chance of being much better, maybe even much so, better than yeah. the, than the, <laughs> than so, the regular so stuff. That that's that's a part of this conversation. Um, before I get to like my my thoughts on the, you know, the direction of the slate and everything that they have and the choices, but that that that's going to be a dangerous game that 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 they're playing you know i mean especially when you talk about obviously like the big one being batman like you've got two batman you got two batman running around you've got two different bruce waynes i assume the stories are going to be vastly different i'm assuming you're going to cast an older person to play bruce wayne in this you know dc studios version of batman you know with damian wayne running around he doesn't he doesn't have to be you know, you're not. He doesn't have to be Michael Keaton. You know, but it's gonna be somebody that, you know, that's that's not. It's not gonna be Robert Pattinson. It's not gonna be somebody that's you know, 25 or 30. I would assume. So, uh, they're gonna be different. But if it's not as good as Matt Reeves, you know, I, I feel there's just gonna be people that are gonna question the appetite. And it's for. so like I feel like it's so it's it's like almost like it's like you're set up for just. For just a lot of just hate. So, yeah, so if, if people the, dunking if, on it. If the if the, the second Batman movie, first of all, if it's fantastic, people everyone's gonna want that to be the Batman going forward, and they're still gonna be upset that it's not because it should be. But if it's if it's bad, then people are gonna say, oh, well, Warner Brothers probably tanked the movie. They probably slashed it. You know, they were probably like, I don't know. They'll because it'll be like, of course, Gunn doesn't want this movie to do well. Of course, he wants it to tank. Because he wants his Batman to do well, right? It becomes so a a weird. It's like yeah. a weird like internal conflict. One hundred percent. And you know that's that's something that they've got to that that's a that's a dynamic that they're gonna have to balance. Um, I totally agree with you guys that there's you know some weird projects on there. Um, I think that they. I think that they should have just started simpler. And I know Shamari mentioned it, you know, Marvel where Marvel studios struck gold is they did their, the biggest projects that, that, that they had, the biggest properties that they had, they did them first. Yep. They did Iron Man. They did Hulk. Yeah. They did Captain America. They did yeah. Thor. Yeah. Those were the big four for them. They did them all. They didn't have Spider-Man. They didn't have the X-Men. They didn't have the fantastic four. Other people were doing that stuff. But they had the four biggest that they had, they did them all. And three of the four were hits. Yeah. Hulk was big enough. And you do those four movies, you know, you, you throw Samuel Jackson in there. You throw Scarlett Johansson in there. And yeah. now you got an Avengers movie that yeah. is the biggest thing in in in, the, in in Hollywood. It's the biggest thing in the summer. Yeah. Like, they didn't have to do – they didn't have a bunch of streaming stuff. And, and again, I know it's a different era now. Right. You know, DC's behind the eight ball. They're trying to play catch up. So I get it. You need to have stuff. And I think I'm fine with doing a booster, a booster gold show. I think it is, you know, we talk about authority being like uh, the boys. I think booster gold is definitely somewhere in that Deadpool, you know, thing of yeah. trying to attack that market and have their version yeah. of that. Um, I've never I mean, we've talked about it for years now on this show. I mean, pretty much since we started doing the show that booster gold seemed like. An easy, an easy person to do a to have a show, right. um, and 
and so it makes plenty of sense. But you know, I don't know if I don't know if I needed any of this stuff besides the Superman movie, the Batman movie, the Wonder Woman movie, and like the Green Lantern show. Well, you, well, Everything Wonder else. Movie, well, you mean the you mean the, the Paradise Lost show or the Supergirl movie? Or what? Uh, the show? Yeah, the, yeah, Paradise like, Lost, right? Yeah, but like I didn't I didn't need I didn't need anything else besides those. And, I'm, with, I'm with you, Kendall. Did you, you, know, say, you mention Green, you, did you mention Green Lantern in there? Because I definitely need that. Yeah, he, yeah, he said Lantern. Okay, yeah. I, I was making sure I missed yeah. that. Yeah, like I like I, I need I, all I needed was those things to set the foundation for what you know the DC what DC Studios is going to look like. Because then you know what else happens? Marvel was able to apply feedback from the original what worked from the movies that we released. What did people like? What did people not like? And apply them to the future projects that you do. But when you're doing 12 and you're releasing them before you've even released anything, you know, if, if again, if people don't like, if, if people love the Batman, but they don't really like this other Batman, well, you're kind of stuck. You know, you've already released it. You've already done it. You know, people don't like the actors playing Damian Wayne. Imagine, I mean, look at Black Adam. Like, people didn't like the kid that, that was in Black Adam. If that kid was Damian Wayne, you'd be, you'd be in a bind, you know? Like you're stuck with the guy now, and well, I mean, so I, don't... I, per- I personally, I while you're right, I personally feel like I, I, you know, people will disagree, but I have way more faith in J- James Gunn finding the right person to be Damian Wayne than The Rock to find some random kid to be a random <laughs> character. Well, not a random character. That character is a character in the Black Adam Shazam universe, but you know what I mean. Like, right. I, I think that the 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 priorities, what you're looking for, the attention to detail, yes. like there are things that are different and they're different priorities for what The Rock's looking to do and what James Gunn's looking to do. And James Gunn yes. said that this is his favorite Robin by far. So he cares a lot about this character. I know you were just making examples. I don't want to make a big example. I'm just saying right, right, like, right, right, right. there is some, there is some like, there is some weight to, hey, the guy that's doing this loves this stuff. Where and that's going to be interesting. Where, you know, someone like The Rock, I think he wants to make money. He wants to be a superstar. Yeah. I think I think he likes Black Adam, but I, he's not yeah. He's not a smart. 100%. Or, like, when it comes to, comes to, you know, this stuff. The, the other part of that, where you're right, is the attention to detail part is going to be important because, again, how many times have we seen with some of these guys who are creatives um, that do a million projects at once and... If you get oversaturated, sometimes there's a dip in quality. You know, we're, we're potentially seeing it a little bit with Marvel, where, again, Marvel's quality, phase one, you know, when they weren't doing 20 time, projects at a time, was was top-notch. And it it, ha- it was throughout the first two or three phases. But um, And Marvel's still good. We still talk about it all the time. But there's been an argument of whether it be visual effects quality, whether it be uh you know just the story story quality you know there are, you know sometimes sometimes people questioning the acting acting chops that's a little less um i i worry that with james gunn if you're just doing the three or four are you able to put more energy into making sure that those are good as opposed to you know are all 12 of these going to be good i mean james mangold doing swamp thing will probably be will probably be good you know, yeah, I, I can't. I mean, yeah, you know, if that's bad. I mean, that would that would be like wow. Yeah. Okay, 
like there's certain that things that I, I totally get in your mind that if you if you're sure it's going to be good, then do it. I, the only thing I wonder is what purpose does that serve to DC Studios? I'm sure he would probably say, "Well, it's getting our dark universe right. side of things going." You know, like. Now, also, if Swamp Thing's really good, we we do a Dead Man movie or a Dead Man series, and we do a you know Zatanna series, and we get again we get the ball rolling on that corridor. But like, you know, but I again, I would, I would just you know wonder like, well, for if, worse, if Swamp, Swamp Thing has, Swamp Thing has ne- has never not hit on live action. Yeah, yeah. So like when we talk about things being weird or not, like Swamp Thing has never not been fired. Never. Right. It's, it's an yeah. it's an it's an easy concept. Right. If you're if you know how to make a horror story, a horror movie, it should be should be great. Yeah. My question though is if Swamp Thing is great, but like you don't get Superman right, you know, or you don't get Super, Batman right. Supergirl is whack or something. Supergirl is whack. I don't. I personally, it was. I don't know if you guys have any strong thoughts about Supergirl. Yeah. I didn't need a Supergirl movie right now. I, I you know, I think. So here's what here's what I will say. I think but, of of the of the things that were announced. His explanation or his description of Supergirl was probably the thing I I hate I I, I don't want to say hate I didn't hate anything the thing that kind of concerned me the most because it, it, it sounds like this is gonna be like a dark Supergirl story like he kind of led with the idea that hey Superman is someone who was sent off as a baby and um you know doesn't know much about his heritage and that first movie is essentially him trying to combine like learning about his, you know, Kryptonian heritage along with kind of what he has with the American upbringing. He's like, where Supergirl is different in that she saw everyone she knew and loved dies and how that affects somebody. I'm like, well, yes, that is a part of her character, I guess, but that is a very dark way to look at it. Like, Supergirl has always been seen as a beacon of optimism. Like, where are you going with it? Now, I know uh, it's based on comics that I think maybe do kind of touch more on that aspect of Supergirl, but, but... I don't have a problem with Supergirl as a movie. I think his explanation for what they were doing in the direction was probably the thing that really stood out to me. I was like, uh, I don't know if I need that Supergirl. You know, that that's what I would say. I don't know if you saw that, Sham, or what you think. I'm, I mean, I was... Uh, I didn't mind the description so much. Um, I think probably because... I mean, I think the... The best Supergirls that I've seen have been either animated, um, or, or I like the Supergirl in Injustice too, um, and that was a pretty dark story. But that's just because Injustice yeah. is a dark story. Yeah. But but I thought she, I thought that I thought that story I thought Supergirl kind of being a focal point of that story. I thought that worked really well. Uh, that was a very well told story. Um, and I mean I feel like I feel like the movie could be good, but I I I do agree that. I don't think it needs. I don't think I need it right now. I kind of, I kind of feel the same way with Kendall. Is like I don't know. I don't really need half of these things right now. I don't need. Um, I do like the Lanterns movie I, or Lanterns show. I think that could be fire. We've, it, and that's that's just so long overdue. And that Ryan Reynolds thing, we all just need to forget about that. We've it's been long overdue, and this is a really good concept and idea. I think that could be really good, and Wait, that could be kind of you did the Lantern show. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that could be something that sets this universe clearly sets this universe apart. Like if we have a good Hal Jordan and John Stewart, 
like in, clearly very centrally involved in the Justice League activity. <laughs> that could be something that's very clearly like, a, like no, this is very cool and this is very different and this is something that is like that is good and that's not like some offshoot like creature commandos. Like it's like no, it's like this is Justice League. This is like Justice League that everyone knows. Like people know who Green Lantern is. Yeah. Like that's good. Yeah. I, I think I I think besides the Batman Braving the Bull, like that was the project that like I really was like it like it almost sounds so dope that I almost didn't understand how great it sounded. Uh, it sounded like, really good. Like really like good. taking a true detective model to yep. a series starring, you know, led by John Stewart and Hal Jordan. One, if you really are doing the true detective model, like Who's to say that season two isn't, you know, Kyle Rayner and Guy Gardner? <laughs> like, like I mean, like, the, like, maybe, like, that would kind of be crazy. Like, what if they do multiple seasons and it's just different lanterns every time? You know, like, you could do, uh, you could do Cruise, you could do Baz. I mean, you could do so many different lanterns if you do go by that, you know, model of saying, hey, let's make this truly like True Detective where every season is a different mystery and, and different people, um, as the leads, like, I mean, Kendall, I think that, that there was anything I think that I think most people would agree on. Is I think a lot of people probably really felt positively about the Lantern series. Yeah, and and this is one of those things where obviously, you know, they had plans for Green Lantern. Um, I mean, going back to the 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 you know formation of the DCEU, I mean. It, I sent you guys, uh, you know, the, the the original slate from <laughs> from back way back when when we were supposed to get a Green Lantern Corps movie in like 2019. I mean, like, what are we? I mean, it's four years from now. Four years ago. Oh, four years ago. Uh, and there, we still had nothing, nothing to speak of, nothing even shown about a Green Lantern show uh, or movie. Um, and so they've had these plans that they've just never acted on. Clearly, Green Lantern has never been a priority. Uh, you know, a person for DC or at least somebody that they felt comfortable moving forward with. Um, and this is one that, man, I mean, you know, I think one thing that was big for them was Marvel not hitting on Captain Marvel because obviously there's, there's you know, there's obviously the comparisons being drawn and it sounds yeah. like this will be very different than that, but um, Marvel not hitting on Captain Marvel, you know, helped them obviously on the Wonder Woman front, although that had already come out. But it mm-hmm. certainly had helped them on the. It's also helping them a little bit on the Green Lantern front as well, in terms of you know establishing that cosmic human superhero, you know, who's got alien powers kind of thing. Um, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm curious. Uh, obviously, casting is going to be big with all of this stuff, um, and. You know, I'm curious to see who they end up casting in, in, in the roles, obviously for Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan. But um, I agree with you, Mark. This has the potential to be one of the bigger pillars for them. Uh, the only thing, the only question that you have, it was the same question we had when they talked about doing the HBO Max series, mm-hmm. you know, last couple of years is budget. You yeah. know, obviously Green Lantern is is something that's, uh, you know, it's seemingly a high budget. Yeah, maybe most, one know. of the more ambitious things you would try to do. Yeah, one of the more ambitious things you're going to do. 100%. And, um, you know, they, we've seen companies find ways to, you know, do things. I mean, 
the Mandalorian, obviously Star Wars has been a big example of, of ways you can do space adventures uh, on TV or, you know, on streaming and have it not like break and, the bank completely. And I think even, the, I think even the powers uh, we saw Miss Marvel, I think, execute that really well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that'll yeah. definitely be a template as well. Uh, <laughs> that is funny. I totally forgot about the, the Green Lantern <laughs> cop. You know, right. with, yeah. with Miss Marvel yeah. and all the jokes, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's very similar. You know, um, I mean, look, the fact that we haven't gotten that right yet, uh, you know, I mean, the closest thing we've got is what you know, Diggle. Uh, <laughs> you know, I haven't watched Star Girl yet, but we got a you know a version of Green Lantern on Star Girl. Um, it's just it's it's it might it boggles my mind. I know that we haven't gotten the Green Lan- the Green Lantern character right. I know. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's very. It's just it really doesn't make any sense. So I, I'm really glad they're making that Gun made it a point to point that out as something that they want to get done in in relatively early in their development of this universe. Yeah. Um, and it also means yeah, by way, Sham. It also means that uh, no, that's the, this is the end of whatever that Berlanti thing was that Kendall was referring to. You know, Green Lantern's movie yes. show, and then there's an HBO series that that was Berlanti led. Like this is this, this, that's the end of that. That's what. So so oh, this is going to be something totally different. Um, I, I, here's what I will say: I, I do think when it comes to going back to this Batman and Brave and the Bold, like. Damian Wayne, I, I'll be honest. I, I'm this is the, the number one movie for me that I'm most, number one project I'm most excited for. It's not necessarily because I think it will be the best. I just am most excited for it, um, for the reasons I mentioned earlier. But I kind of feel like Damian is a tad overrated as a Robin, and I know as a as a superhero fan, as a Robin fan, quite frankly, I, I maybe that sounds a little harsh. I, I like I love Damien as a character. I don't know if I necessarily love him as Robin. Like I don't know if I love him more than like the other ones per se. Like I mean, he's better than Jason Todd, obviously. But I don't know if I like him more than Tim Drake. Like yeah, the fact that Tim Drake kind of once again gets kind of just skipped over. I don't know how I feel necessarily about that. I do think that um, whoever gets to be cast as Damien Wayne is a made boy who would then be a made man for life i mean that is going to be the role of roles to me like i think this is the first time that like we're gonna be talking about a robin almost on equal footing as batman i mean he's literally bruce wayne's son so whoever gets cast as this character is gonna be just set for life and i'm really excited to see how they do it i'm kind of like I kind of feel like they kind of, I don't want to say they, they caved to like pressure because James Gunn loves Damian Wayne. So I think he legitimately would have wanted to do this. But I just think that it's a little awkward to say we're going to do a really young Superman and then we're going to do a Batman that is. I think it's a, I think it's a bad choice. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I don't like it. Don't old like enough that. to have a, if not teenage son, at least a preteen son. Who hasn't met Superman yet, or maybe if he has, maybe I I don't know what the relationship between Batman and Superman so, is. So yet. is there Superman is there gonna is be twenty five years old? 
So is there going to be any kind of time jump or time skip or, or is any I mean, of these movies going to be in the past? That's three? a great question. I mean, we, that's not something we've been told. That's a great question, Sham, actually. And that's not something I've not seen them say that. Not say that that, that becomes that's, a dangerous game. And that does. They, we always talk about how that becomes a dangerous game. But and, and look, like to me, the reason why I bring that up, though, is because if you're really if you really are talking about saying we're doing this because we need a connected universe, which I think all of us agree with. That 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 like they need to claim you were made not how they and we want to tear down, build, start from scratch. Right. right. If you're telling me you're gonna do that, the connections between Batman and Superman have to be ironclad. They can't. There can't be any. Uh. Well, does that really make? Uh, would you do it like that? It can't be. I, any. You're in a different world. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. because listen, if I want to see a Batman that doesn't make sense with Superman, I could just watch the Batman. Yeah, I can yeah. watch whatever Matt Reeves is doing. Because that yeah. joint is fire, and I'm not thinking about Superman. But if you're telling me, hey, we're doing this in this universe because we need to have a connected universe, and any universe yeah. that you're doing with DC, Batman, Superman, all the pillars, again, everyone would agree with that. Well, their connection and their relationship is a pillar of that. So and Superman being 25 this? years old and Batman having a 10-year-old son, I I don't know how that really how makes sense to me. How, how old would Nightwing be? 20, 25, he'd be the same age as Superman. Yeah, does Tim Drake like, exist? Does Jason Todd exist? I mean, I yeah, assume these people skipping? exist. You're saying, you're saying you're building a universe. Or is Superman much younger? And Batman, I, like, maybe he is, like, 40, whatever. But, like, you know, but it's, like, a younger person. Like, does that become almost like a mentor-mentee relationship? Like, they already said that the uh, the the person playing Alfred will be much more closer to, to Batman's age. That was even interesting. Apparently, they want this relationship to be more like, uh, you know, uh, Alfred being kind of almost like an uncle to Damian Wayne. So, the age thing, there's some age things that I think will have to be explained further for me to really buy in completely on what they're doing. And that that's what yeah. is bugging me about James Gunn. It's what bugs me from the start. <laughs> it, it, it just feels like a guy who's like, I want to do this because I want to do it. Not yeah. what's best for the character, not what's best for not the universe, create uh, narratively. This is wacky, like It's like, well, Damian Wayne is my favorite Batman, but I also want to do a young Superman. Yeah, like what? So we're just going to do both. I know it doesn't make any sense. I know, <laughs> it, you know, but I, I want to do it, so we're going to make it work, and you guys are gonna, just going to have to like it. Like, how, how about you just get, we'll get to Damian Wayne. Like, when, I've you. never watched Kevin Feige and never felt like Kevin Feige was doing things that he didn't think was best for the on-screen product and how fans will receive it. Sometimes I think he's been a little off. You know, I have not agreed with everything he's, every decision he's made, but not everything is for me. You know, not everything, right. is, not every decision made is for me, but I don't feel like Kevin Feige's ever. I've never felt like it's all. It's all. This is all Kevin Feige's He's thing. He's doing projects just for himself, right? I think and, the only time I felt that way was Eternals. I'll be honest. You, for me, I, I agree right. with you. I'm just saying. For me, that was the one time where I thought, especially when I didn't watch the movie, I was like this, and I liked it more than you guys did. I think, but I'm just right. like this. Just feels like something he really wanted to do. And maybe he earned that right because he did that after ten years of leading right. Marvel. This is James right, Gunn beginning, right. uh, beginning his stage with this. You know, 
And I think that's a big distinction as well, especially the early stages of Marvel. There's so much stuff going on right now with Marvel. They're all over the place. I'm sure they probably have some, and they're running out of ideas. Like, they're running out of IP. You know, they got to, they'll take some, they they can take a couple of, you know, home run swings if they want. swings, right, exactly. But early on, it felt like everything they were doing had a purpose for the narrative, and it all connected and it all made sense. You know, this... And I'm okay. Look, I'm okay with certain projects like saying I'm going to do a Booster Gold movie. If that's his, if that's what he wants to do, I'm not. Or a Booster Gold show, like if that's what he wants to do, that's fine. But like, again, when you're talking about the Batman part of it, and you illustrated it perfectly, where you talk about what make what's going to make this unique, besides there being a Robin presence, is going to be the fact that this Batman is going to be connected to Superman. You know, and when you think about a show like Young Justice, we've talked about it so many times. Young Justice is a show that's not about Batman. It's not about Superman. It's not about anybody but the characters that are the primary figures in the show that are part of the 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 Young Justice squad. But everything that has happened, every detail that happens to every character that is on screen in that show, whether it be Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. uh, or characters more fringe, is very specific and very detailed. And it all ties in. You know, so that they, I never feel like, well, well, if this is happening, that means that can't happen. You know, that if that means, I'm sure Greg Weissman wants to tell a Damian Wayne story, but it doesn't fit in the timeline where he's at right now. So he's got to right. he's got to yeah. wait. I don't know if we'll yeah. ever get to do it, but right. he's got to wait. You know, and that's the thing. Yeah, I'm not even saying you can't do Damian Wayne, but we're in chapter one, and we're starting with Damian Wayne. What's gonna happen? When yeah. We get to chapter three. He's gonna be thirty. Yeah, it's strange. Right. It, it's yeah. it's strange. Um, it's I, I I agree with both you guys a hundred percent. I I don't think it was the right decision to get to have a Batman that already that already has Damian Wayne as as his Robin, but start with like a young Superman and tell like almost like a coming of age right. Superman story. It's it's kind of it's 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 definitely strange. It's odd. Um, Damian Wayne is not my favorite Robin e- either, so you know I I'm with you, EJ. I I don't th- I don't think he's like I agree with you. I like Damian Wayne as a character. Um, he's definitely not my favorite Robin. Um, I, I I mean it. I mean it, look, it's it's definitely the role of a lifetime. The action, I feel like the action in this movie needs to be incredible. Yeah, it needs to be some of the best. There needs. It needs to be some of the best action we've seen in a, in a live action movie, and there needs to be a lot of it. Um, yeah, I mean, and, I, and what I will say is, I yeah. I am pretty confident that they will deliver on that. Like that's one of the things that I'm not worried about because um, even when um, when Matt Reeves kind of put out his tweet about you know when they confirmed the Batman is continuing, but like in a different universe, he put out a tweet saying like you know you know crime noir continues or whatever. So like. He's not moving from his way of telling stories with the Batman and it being based more focused on detective work, more focused on the, uh, you know, the the, the noir side of, of the conversation, not the action-packed stuff. I think you're going to get more of that with this, which is why you get Damian Wayne, in part. Because I think he, 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 along with, I guess, maybe... I mean, Dick Grayson can scrap, of course. And, and you know, Jason Todd can scrap. But, like, you know, Damian Wayne's the best fighter of all the Robins, easily. Easily. You know, not even close. So, like, so I think you're going to get that, which is very exciting. Like, 
it's and... like it's like I, I would be more excited about it if it made sense with Superman. I think like you told me, oh, like Superman's thirty and like Batman is thirty five, and like this is just now his fourth Robin. I'd be like, all right, like we skipped all over a lot of stuff, but I mean, fine. Let's see what this is. Like we haven't seen Damian Wayne in live action. Like let's let's like he's an awesome character. Let's see it. I think what yeah. like makes me like kind of more kind of hesitant is like, all right, we skipped all over these other people. Superman's a kid, essentially, or a very young man, and Batman has a kid already. That's Robin. Like, how does that Robin? Like, a kid already. That's Robin. Right. And, and, like, and like, what I don't want, what I don't want is there to be any erasure. Like, I, like I hope Tim Drake exists in this universe. I hope, uh, you know, Jason Todd exists in this universe. I, I, I'm almost certain Nightwing will because they, 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 they can't afford Nightwing not to, not to work. But like, I don't want this to be like, oh, like. This just happens to be my second Robin or my first Robin, the, and we're just going to forget about the aspect, other ones. The Jason Todd story has some overlap with the Damian Wayne part of it. You know, I mean... Yeah, it does. Are, are you going to ignore, you know, I mean, it, I'm not saying he has to be Red Hood, but, I mean, like, are you going to ignore that part when it comes to, you know, the Rachel Ghoul, Talia Ghoul? aspect i mean that's a big part obviously of damian wayne's character um again we don't know what the story is the story might have nothing it might have nothing to do with the you know the league of assassins or league of shadows whatever you want to call them um i looked up i looked up a poll from 20 or from from last year uh on on reddit dc comics who is your favorite robin had 1600 over 1600 votes over half of them went to Dick Grayson. Um, uh, a much smaller percentage, but coming in second was Tim Drake. And then Damian Wayne and Jason Todd uh, were virtually tied for last. 234 votes went to Damian Wayne. 233 went to Jason Todd. So uh, pretty overwhelming. Dick Grayson is the people's favorite Robin. Yeah, Dick Grayson's a man. Listen, I mean, yeah. Tim Drake is second these people and jason todd and damian wayne are tied for life like damian wayne he's the he's the current he's the the most current i guess most recent robin i mean it doesn't not make sense to do damian wayne mm-hmm. it's just it's just in in continuity with and and then matching that with a young superman is just strange is is going to be very interesting and i want and, I, and going going back to what you what you were saying ej as well i the, the i want this superman and this batman relationship like, this isn't exactly what you want to hear when it comes to them being Superman and Batman. Like, I want this Superman and Batman to be, like, just as good, if not better, in terms of, like, their dynamic compared to, like, Cap and Iron Man in Marvel. If it's right. not, that's a failure. It is. That's a failure. Right, because the, at the end of the day, that's, this, this is why you're doing this. That's why you're doing <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, we could talk about, I yes, have- all the other characters are very important. <laughs> But when you talk right. about making a connected DC universe, the most important thing is the relationship between Batman and Superman. It's the most the important idea that they, 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 the idea that they exist in the same universe, that they are aware of each other, and that they are homies or rivals, yeah. whatever it is. But that is the most important thing. So when you start it with something that feels contradictory, you know, like like again, I talked about you know this Alfred being Batman's age. Which, in a vacuum, maybe is not that big a deal. It's weird when Damien's involved, because now they said they want him to have an uncle dynamic. But, you know, Taron Egerton, who is apparently in talks to be in this role, you know, he's 33. He's mid-30s. 
So, like, it's a Batman 35. Like, does it make sense for, you know, 35 of Batman, 25-year-old Superman? Does that work? How developed is this relationship? I don't know. It's just, it, 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 it's, 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 it's interesting, man. It's interesting. Um, I do feel like he has uh, a chance to do something great. Like, I think the chance, there's a chance this movie is fantastic. I mean, first of all, he's basing off of Grant Morrison's Rob, the Batman and Robin series, a series that I read in parts, which was awesome. So, like, it's hard to be mad at that. It's just, it's just, yeah. you know, when you, when you say you're giving Damian Wayne as Robin, when the other stuff around it don't make much sense, it just makes, it gives me the feeling, like I said, that it feels like it's being force fed. Like, yes, this just had to happen. Like, people will like Damian Wayne, and it's a very loud, I don't want to say loud minority, because I know Kendall put the thing, but I don't know what the whole people would say. But there's a loud contingent that keep talking about how much we need Damian Wayne in live action. And I agree with them. I love Damian Wayne. It's just, to, to, again, I don't necessarily love him as Robin, per se. I just like him as a character. And and then, again, the, the added thing of, you know, what, do we, what does it mean to have him... Uh, in this position at this stage of the DC chapter one storytelling seems a little, weird. I just, yeah. With, and, with, and, with, well, I'll let you Mario go. No. Yeah. I was just going to say, I also don't understand the title too. like Batman, the brave and the bold, like, and it's a Damian Wayne. Story. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not like, what anybody. Yeah. When I, yeah, when you said brave and the bold, I, I was like, and I saw Damian Wayne up there. I was like, it's like, what does that mean? Not, not what I think of when I think brave. Damian and the bold. Wayne isn't isn't a, a brave and the bold type of a <laughs> type of character? I'm assuming it's a play on words, you know, like you know, you have I a think, team, a duo, yeah, you know, maybe you know, Damien's considered the bold ass part of the team, but or something <laughs> like that. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, I just what what's strange to me is one of the things when you talk about new Batman movies. That's the other part about this too is that we're getting another Batman movie in a franchise. A character that has had an IP that's had countless, and you you talk about what are ways to make it new, make it different. What are things that we haven't done or haven't done right before? You know, it's kind of like Two Face was done, you know, with Tommy Lee Jones, but Christopher Lee, Christopher Nolan was like, I could make a better one. You know, like I can do it right this time. Uh, you know, we saw that with Riddler as well. You can't necessarily be afraid to do the same thing twice, and I. I don't know if we've gotten the, you know, no offense to, to Chris O'Donnell, but I don't think we got the, the the Batman, Dick Grayson, Robin thing right in the modern era, no. you know? And, I, you know, I don't know if, if, I, if we're dying to do a Batman Robin story. Again, I think you could do it with Damian Wayne, and it'll be a different dynamic, but it could still be very good, and it'll be similar in a lot of ways. But... You know, in terms of like from a marketing perspective, it's still going to be Batman and Robin. It'll be very easy to sell it, but like, but it's not going to be a traditional version of Batman and Robin, and that hasn't been done yet in a long time, and it also hasn't been done well in a really, really long time. You know, and that's something that I would assume that's something that you know will continue to live on. Uh, if this one is great, then nobody will care, but. And that's what this all comes down to with all this stuff. If any of these stuff, if any of this stuff is classic, then you know none of our complaints will matter. And that's the that's the nature of movies. That's the nature of sports. It's the nature of all the entertainment industry. You know, when we're when you're 
breaking this stuff down before it comes out, before we see the outcome, you know, like you, there, you leave yourself open to being wrong. Obviously, um, James Gunn may be a genius, and all this stuff may be classics, um, but he doesn't leave himself a lot of wiggle room if this stuff isn't good. You know, there's going to be people that and naysayers that say, "Well, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have done the Authority, or you shouldn't have done." Damian Wayne. Now the only thing I will say, yeah. Now the only thing I will say as we we um we wrap up here is James Gunn. If there's anybody who has shown, hey, why are you doing these weirdo characters, and then can absolutely give you a banger with them, it is James Gunn. So if there's anybody who's earned a level of rope regarding what he did with Peacemaker, the Suicide Squad, Guardians of the Galaxy, like. It's him. So when he tells you we need to do the authority and we need to do creature commandos, I raise my eyebrow and I say, why do we need these before, you know, Green Arrow? (laughs) Why do we need these before Martian Manhunter? Like, why do we need these for, like, several characters? But then I think, well, it's also James Gunn, and he'll probably give me something extremely entertaining. So I hope that this works. Now, sometimes one of my biggest issues with the Zack Snyder stuff was I felt like, he was a creative that was given full carte blanche to think of DC in his own, in my opinion, not everybody's opinion, in my opinion, uh, very dark and very kind of um, one-note way. And I think it didn't appeal to a lot of people because of that. Now you're giving another creative another thing to say, I want to think of it in my own way. And we don't know what that way is of yet. And I know James Gunn fairly well, so I have a feeling where we're going. But, you know, Supergirl's supposed to be really dark. So I don't think of James Gunn's a guy who tells a lot of dark stories. Um, the Authority is going to be dark. So uh, at the end of the day, I think it's one of the things where, of course, we're going to have to wait and see. But, of course, we're going to be here and talk about it every uh, every time we get a chance. So um, last thoughts. I'll give you guys uh, each of the, the final words. I've talked with Sham. Last thoughts on uh, what you were looking forward to seeing from DC. Um, I'm looking. Well, I'm very much looking forward to this Lantern show. That's the thing at this point that I'm most excited for in terms of the new DC canon. Of course, I'm excited for Aquaman as well, but that's not, I guess, in this new DC. I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's canon because the universe is getting reset. But um, yeah, and he also said that uh, there won't be people playing two characters, so it seemed to end any Lobo talk. Which, All right, so that ends that. Yeah. Um, so, but then I. The way he said it made me wonder, well, maybe this is the lot. He said Aquaman, they always viewed as a... He said Jason Momoa viewed Aquaman as a trilogy. insinuating that they'll eventually do a third Aquaman movie. And then he also said something separate about there won't be people playing two characters. So my thought was, will he end the trilogy and then do Lobo? Or does that mean he's not doing Lobo? I, I didn't know what that... There was wiggle room for there to be some whatever, but it definitely seemed, sounded like Aquaman is going to be done before we do anything with Lobo. Right. Um, but yeah, that's that's really... I'm just I'm looking forward to Lanterns. That's the thing I'm most looking forward to. And I'm curious about The Flash, because he said... the He did mention that The Flash is spectacular. But, yep. you know, he said it was very good, so... You know, I'm curious to see that. Kendall, your final words. Um, This is a very interesting slate, man. We've talked about it. Um, I mean, I think that you know, obviously, you know, we, we, we've dissected all of our all of our takes on all of the big stuff. 
Um, you know, I, there's 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 smaller things in here that may not be as important, but again, when you're given a X amount of billion dollar budget, like you don't uh, you can you have you you can spend a little bit on things that maybe you don't need. Um, but you're saying to yourself, well, I mean, what am I what else am I going to do with all this time and money that I have? But um, ultimately, I think the most important things are going to be casting a Superman and getting the Superman right. Um this Batman thing being really good. The Batman part, it's important, but I also think that we have to uh, acknowledge that if it's not good and the Batman is really good, like DC and Warner Brothers will be fine. Uh, it hurts their, it, it hurts their this shared universe. That they're right, making. but I I kind of agree with saying I think it's a good. But point. on the portfolio, yeah. like it's kind of low risk because. You can still sell Batman. It's kind of like these Spider-Man movies. Like, you know, like Marvel, if in theory, like if Marvel decided tomorrow, like, yeah, we're going to do the Amazing Spider-Man 3 and it wasn't good, you know, they can always bring Tom Holland back and nobody yeah. would, you know, they, you wouldn't affect anything. It also gives you the rope to, like, keep doing them. You can say, okay, that one sucked. Let's try another, not another Batman, like a different person, but, like, right. let's just try another movie and see if this one works. Like, right. like, like, because you have a already established Batman, in some ways, it kind of gives you the chance to kind of just storyboard, like, try what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, that didn't work. Let's do a sequel that's different, and maybe we figure out a better tone, and it works better. Like, because, you know, Matt Reeves has got his thing just lock and key, set and put together, so you know what he's doing is going to be fine. So, I think that's a very good point. I agree. Um... Terms of things, uh, you know, one thing I would I, I would want to to mention is in terms of projects, I didn't really mention anything that I would have liked to have seen uh, on here. Um, obviously, you know, they mentioned there's obviously questions with the future of the Flash. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Gunn seemed uberly confident in the quality of this next movie that's coming out, so that's exciting. Obviously, he says it's one of the best superhero movies ever made, um, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out but nothing involving the flash uh obviously um but otherwise you know you mentioned green arrow as a character i'm i'm a fan of arrow so i'm 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 personally i'm like you know if you don't if you don't do green arrow i'm not gonna lose my head because we have i can go back and watch 10 seasons of arrow and be and enjoy that myself uh but uh, you know i mean the the one the one that selfishly I think there are characters like like Static Shock I think could have been really good you know um, but uh, but it's tough because then that goes back to the is he an ancillary character I think Static Shock is better than Black Superman personally um, definitely I I think that it just hundred percent if it it fits better it's less confusing it it's not like it's not the name like it's not gonna it's not going to read as well on NPR or like, you know, or on, you know, Hollywood Reporter or the New York Times. But like, yeah, or, yeah, or it'll. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, people are going to care as much, but. Like, it might it's going to just make more sense for, for what you're doing and it can yeah, be just as good, just, and, if not better. Yeah. And and you could make that really. And I think people are <laughs> I think D.C. is underrating like people our age that are like us. 
you know, that grew up young black black, black we, kids in that era. We'll all go to that movie. They all go to that movie. They all know what it is. If you don't, don't know, know what it is, you're gonna find out and you're gonna go back and watch it. And you're gonna be like, oh man, I gotta see this static shot. Like, like it's that's why they need that's why they need people our age. Like, <laughs> they clearly don't. It's so the, obvious. Yes. Like they need people our age in those rooms to just be like, do hey, this static shock show, you gotta do a movie on this. Cast a young black man to add to portray yeah. uh Virgil. Get, get the kid from from power, you know, just yeah, get get the kid Virgil Hawkins and oh, give him the electricity powers and give him a cool costume and people that joint will do Black Panther numbers, man. I'm telling black you. People just trust me. between the ages of like like twenty and like 40, they're all going to go see that movie. So yes. just and then you're going to get the kids it. too because and they bring their kids. It, it, you know, word of mouth is going to spread like wildfire. As long as the movie's good, get a good director, boom, that's it. It's just it writes itself. Man, I so, yeah. could not could not agree with you guys more. Could not agree with you guys more. I think to me, when I think about my last thoughts, 2025, that begins the real war because 2025 you have Fantastic Four, the first foray into a formerly Fox property debuting. You have your first Avengers movie since Endgame in Kang Dynasty. And then on the DC side, we now know we will have a Superman movie that begins Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters. And who else knows what else is going to be dropped in that as well. But as of right now, we know that movie will be in that date. Buckle up. I know it's two years from now. It may, may sound like forever, but I think we're going to be talking about this uh, at, at length, about that showdown that's going to hum in 2025. It's going to be major. We, I cannot we wait. also have to remember, real quick, if, yep. if that's, if, you know, we're talking a lot about this giant slate and we're comparing it a lot to Marvel, but if Superman Legacy comes out and that movie is an all-timer, then... Like I mean, and if it's better than Iron Man was, like they'll they'll probably be fine, you know. Mm-hmm. The, our anxiety will be gone. We'll be like, man, give me all the James Gunn DC movies, you know. And it, he's gonna put all his energy into that one because the first one he's writing it, he's making it, and we haven't had a, you know, uh, a, a, you know, unanimous classic Superman movie in decades, like. That's still the most important thing. And if it hits, man, then DC will be fine. If it's not, it won't be the end of the world. But we've been down this road before with DC. Man of Steel, a lot of people liked it, but some people didn't. It's controversial, divisive, and that that sparked division in the rest of the movies that came out in that world. So that's that's the that's the big one that's got to hit, man, for them is that Superman movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Oof, 2025, man. 2025. I, I cannot wait. It's going to be major. It's <laughs> take a line from Peter Rosenberg. And, um, yeah, let's just get it, man. This is what we've been waiting for. We have not had a true showdown between these two studios ever since, you know, that Justice League debacle that happened and that uh, Josh Whedon and Zack Snyder situation. That it, the, the, the race ended, essentially, then. It's been dormant since then. 2025, the race begins, and I think it's a crucial year for Marvel. And knowing that DC now the upstart with, in some ways, I think nothing to lose and a really creative mind behind a Superman project, it's going to be interesting. That's going to do it 
for this edition of New Generation Hero Talk. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Of course, if you enjoyed this show, you can catch all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network. You can catch that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast, and on Facebook, New Generation Media. Follow us individually on social media. You can follow me, EJ underscore Stewart, on uh, Twitter, Action EJ on Instagram and TikTok. Shamar can be found on Snapchat and Instagram, MCShan22. Kendall can be found on Twitter, New Gen Ken. That'll do it for now. Thank you guys so much. For Kendall and Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.